As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10, place your first bet on any game, and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager. Everybody, welcome into the Athletic Fantasy Football Show. It's March, guys. It is. If there is a dead point in the NFL calendar, I think we are here. It's a couple of weeks before free agency. We're a month out from uh, the Super Bowl and from the Buccaneers being crowned champions of the NFL. If there is a true dead point on the NFL's calendar right now, is that time. And I think we know that by the fact that we are tracking every little thing that J.J. Watt does on social media and uh, looking for little hints as to what his new home (laughs) might be. So that's where we are. Uh, I am Michael Beller. Of course, I am joined here by Brandon Funston and Jake Seeley. And guys, I actually saved this to bring up in the show. I don't know if you went back and listened to last week's show, but uh, dedicated listeners of the Athletic Fantasy Football Podcast most likely noticed that We've got a new intro song. We uh, we changed it up, felt like it was time for a change in what our intro and outro music was, and so we've got a, a new vibe. Have you guys listened to that at all? No. No. Well, check it out. <laughs> I don't listen. What, you you want to describe it to us? What was the, you know, was there a stylistic change to it? Uh, stylistically, they're they're similar. I think they're in the uh, they're in a similar family of music, but uh, I don't know. It was it was pretty unilateral. You know, I, uh, I I host this when this show is in full bloom. I host it three times a week. I produce it all five days of the week. I'm the uh, full time host and uh, off season producer as well. So I felt like you know what. I want there to be new music, and so I just went ahead and did it without really telling anyone. So uh, go ahead, check it out after the show. I can also just send you guys a clip, but I like it. I think it sets the tone well for uh, for a fantasy football show, and uh, that's what we've got. So we've got new music. We've got some things to talk about here on this episode of the Athletic Fantasy Football Podcast. I am excited about it. I hope you guys are as well. Brandon, you might not be quite as excited because we've got some quarterback stuff to talk about on this episode. And thankfully, as I said, right, it's the dead period of the NFL calendar, but we do actually have a handful of things to talk about. I don't know about you guys, but if I were a superstar quarterback and I had a no trade clause and I really wanted to exercise that clause, no matter what, and be on the team I am on, I wouldn't say, no, 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 I want to be here, but just in case here are the teams that I would accept a trade to. 
I think I would just say, no, I want to be here and it's my say. So I am going to, uh, I'm not going to even put those teams out there. Of course, I'm referring to Russell Wilson, Seattle Seahawks, uh, not having a great relationship uh, with their star quarterback right now, or so it seems. Great, great reporting by our Michael Sean Dugar, our Seahawks beat writer here at The Athletic on uh, the rift that now exists between Wilson and the Seahawks uh, front office and coaching staff and whatever. And it really does feel as though this is a realistic possibility that Russell Wilson is going to be traded. The four teams that he put out there, the Saints, the Raiders, the Cowboys, and my personal beloved Chicago Bears. So first, let's just talk about that. And we're going to obviously go to you here first, Brandon. I mean, should we be taking this seriously? Is there a realistic chance that Russell Wilson is wearing a jersey that is not a Seahawks jersey in 2021? I don't think there's really any chance. I mean, first of all, the... You know, the, the salary cap implication of trading him before June 1st is ridiculous. Uh, second of all, that like the teams that he threw out there, like if they're really talking about three number one first round draft picks to start, uh, like those are the worst teams to really kind of be in position to be bartering with, you know, and especially I'm, I'm sorry to say, I don't know how in the hell your Chicago Bears would swing a deal for, <laughs> for Russell Wilson. I just don't. I mean, it, it, you know, it could have something to do with like 10 years in the future because I'm not really sure what they have right now to offer. And even their first round draft picks, like what, 21 or something like that? 20. It's, it's 20th this year. Yeah. I mean, there's just not a whole lot of draft capital there. But I yeah, I don't know what to make of this. Uh, but I kind of think it's more in line with the stuff that we were talking about last year at this time with Aaron Rodgers or as soon as they drafted – Jordan Love and, and talking about Aaron Rodgers and the disrespect. I mean, I think this is something that all the ultimately get mended. Um, it could be Russell just really trying to exert his, you know, his opinion and his say into the organization now that he feels like he's put in the time and that he is the superstar that's that's you know has the ability to do that. So I and really, if push comes to shove, let's push Pete Carroll out the door, not Russell Wilson. I I, <laughs> I think that would be ultimately a decision that Seattle might end up having to make. Jake, you buying this at all more than Brandon is? No, I'm not. <laughs> I, I, I don't. It's, Russell Wilson can say whatever the hell he wants to say, and I don't blame him for being frustrated with the Seahawks. I don't blame him for being frustrated with the offense and Pete Carroll. And we saw the first half versus the second half, and letting him cook and run game and all. Just I, he can be frustrated. Players can be frustrated. You know, I always side with the players. Well, ninety nine percent of the time, but. If he wants to be and he wants to try and force his way out, do your best. If you want to try to get the hell out of there, do your best to get so. But it's not happening. Like, you're starting with three first, and I, that's not even an, an exorbitant amount to ask for when you're talking about Russell Wilson. Yeah, I mean, no it, it's the fact that three first is probably still underselling what you should get for him. And if it's going to be three first for late round, first round picks, that's not even good enough. Uh, if you're talking about, as Brandon mentioned, the teams that he's even throwing out there, half the teams he's throwing out there, especially like the Saints, there's no way he can even make this financially work. There's just so many like hurdles to get through before it even becomes feasible, let alone it happening. And Brandon brought up one of the biggest points about it is, you know, the Eagles were a little bit of a different situation because they're basically throwing in the 2021 season mm -hmm. uh, because of the salary cap implications. If Russ is traded later, it makes a little bit more sense, but nobody's going to do that. The other, the other teams aren't going to wait to hope that that's the scenario they can make. So th that's just the thing. It's just there's so much to happen here. I think Watson's a lot more realistic to happen than Wilson is. And I, I will say it. I will legitimately be shocked, not surprised. I will be shocked if he's traded. 
All right, but let me just let me just daydream for a second here. Let me just <laughs> let me just think about that for a second, right? Uh, Dallas, I, I, Dallas isn't happening. Um, there's no way That'd that be it glorious is more if so. In, Right there, but there's no way it's more in Dallas's interest to pony up what it would rightfully take to get Russell Wilson uh, rather than just franchise tag Dak Prescott. There's just no way that that is realistic. As you said, Jake, the Saints, they just can't actually make it work. Even as much of a you know sort of mirage as the the salary cap is, there is still there are still some guardrails in there, and the Saints they really just can't make it work. I mean, the Bears, let's just say the 20th pick this year, the 2022 first, 2023 first, they're, you, know, you have to assume that with Russell Wilson, no matter what else is on the team, they're going to be relatively late picks. Um, maybe you throw Roquan Smith in there. Maybe you're willing to do that. If you're the Bears, Roquan Smith and like Darnell Mooney. I don't know. Does that does something like that get the juices flowing for the Seahawks? Nope. No, no. <laughs> and the thing is, is like the shelf life on every other position in the league is so much shorter than a franchise quarterback. You know, you can reasonably project that Russell Wilson, if he wants to play another eight to ten years, can do it. But like that's in addition to what he's already played. Like all those other guys have like like you know, they get their bodies pounded on. They don't have near, you know, the the duration expectations of, of that. So I just don't, you know, it's like you can't it just it doesn't it doesn't make any sense. And I'm trying to figure out, like, it's it's a weird grouping of teams, right? Like, what's his angle here? What, what What's the common thread? It's a weird grouping. I mean, it's not <laughs> it like I, like I there's they're so different. And, and I would say, OK, are they major media markets? Well, Chicago is, you know, but Las Vegas and New Orleans, they're not. Um, I, I don't know what's driving the teams they've thrown out there, but they know all the, you know, the real the realities of what it would take to trade them. I think they know that it's almost an impossibility. To me, it just seems like a ploy and an exertion of, of will to kind of get a new place of power within the Seahawks hierarchy. Maybe he wants to uh, be in a division with a fellow elite quarterback. Maybe, right? If he goes to Chicago, he's with Aaron Rodgers. If he goes to New Orleans, he's with Tom Brady. If he goes to the Raiders, he's with Patrick Mahomes. And if he goes to the Cowboys, he's with Daniel (laughs) Jones. He's with Daniel Jones. He's (laughs) He's already got one. He's already got Kyler Murray. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, that's right. Oh man! So I mean, I, let me let me just say this. I like I am sort of letting myself believe in this one because I don't believe for a second that the Bears can possibly get involved in the Deshaun Watson bidding. I just think nobody can. Oh, Watson. They're, they're, sorry. They're, yeah, yeah. There are too many teams that can easily, easily beat the Bears' offer for Deshaun Watson. So I haven't even let myself fantasize about that one. But this one, if this is if this is a legit list, like the Bears can put together a competitive offer against the Raiders, the Cowboys, and the Saints. I don't know if it's going to happen. I think you guys bring up a lot of salient points. We might just be uh, twisting in the offseason wins here with Russell Wilson. But uh, it's it's something that, I don't know, I think it, it at least bears. Well, I, I just feel like, you know, who knows with the way that these that players, teams, agents, why they message yeah. the way that they message. Stop, Wilbon. Uh, yeah, it. it's just it's just that once you have a franchise court, it's so hard Don't to get one, to you know, that. like everybody in the NFL right now is trying to angle towards getting a, you know, a quarterback for the now and the future. And there's so few of them that teams know this. And like when you're not when you don't have one of them, you're out there, you're just struggling to try to get that in place. And so when you got them, you just got to sit on them and, and not let them go. And I think that's ultimately what's going to happen. I think you're going to have to root for Ryan Fitzpatrick coming to, to the Windy City. That's <laughs> that's that's the thing you should be setting your sights on right now. I mean, looking at look, if you look at the quarterback market realistically and who's still available and who they could really get, Ryan Fitzpatrick is you know, truly 
uh, one of the guys at the top of my list. So yeah. uh, if, if Russ is if Russ is a, a pipe dream, I know Deshaun Watson is a pipe dream. Then hey, maybe we'll uh, we'll run it out there with uh, with Ryan Fitzpatrick for one year and see if uh, the team can at least have a little fun. And uh, it would be it would represent an upgrade for uh, Allen Robinson. So I think he would you know welcome that, expecting some sort of franchise tag decision on him soon. But I don't know, Russell Wilson. I think it would be for for a lot of people who aren't Seahawks fans. I think it would be fun to just you, know, you see a name like that out there in the trade market. It just doesn't happen very often. Um, fantasy wise, it would well, be it doesn't happen a boom because... for some of these guys. <laughs> here's here's the situation. It, you know, I I do prospects every single year. We know that. Like, and I, we all are knowledgeable enough in the show. Is like, if you said, "Give me Trevor Lawrence, even with his rookie contract versus Wilson or Watson," I'm taking Wilson or Watson. Like, mm-hmm. I love Trevor Lawrence. He's a quote unquote generational prospect and the Ooh. best. In blah blah blah. <laughs> like, how many times have we seen that not work? You have two of the best top five quarterbacks in the NFL, maybe top six if you really want to nitpick about Watson, but you're talking about elite-level quarterbacks already. And even if you told me Trevor Lawrence and then other first-round picks, you're still going to have NFL teams say, I don't know if I want to do that. There's no guarantee with Lawrence. And that's why. That's why these trades don't often happen, and that's why you see the Texans trying to dig in their heels now and say Watson's going nowhere because – yeah, they screwed everything up, but they also know you don't trade Watson. You figure everything else out, and because you have uh, you have the answer at quarterback. All right, one more thing on Russ really quick before we let this one go. Uh, let's just say it happens. Let's say he goes to one of these four teams. Who are you most excited about uh, if he goes to if, – if this trade happens? And I'm not saying who are you most excited about from the Bears, who are you most excited from the Saints. One guy. If one guy out of these four teams' stock Wait, rises the, the most what was the by list? Russ going there. It was Chicago. Because I don't even care. No, I know, but what were I, I don't care because I never paid attention oh, to the list because it wasn't happened. So what was the four teams again? I know Saints. Saints, Bears, Cowboys, Raiders. Who's like the one guy who benefits just boom? His stock is through the roof if his team gets Russ. Michael Thomas. Yeah. Um, I mean, obviously, Dallas, you you know, you'd like all those guys like we liked them with Dak Prescott. Well, he said one. That's why I didn't say Dallas, because you could right. say all. But I think, of Dallas. I mean, but Dallas, Russell, but Russell gonna Wilson. Have, gonna, if they don't, if they don't yeah. have Russ, they're going to have Dak. Like, no matter right. what, those Dallas that, those guys are, are playing with yeah. a good quarterback. That's why I say Michael Thomas, because you get rid of Drew Brees' cooked arm, who, by the way, is running with the sled. It, really? You're retiring? Really? <laughs> um, but anyway, uh, you know, you go from Drew Brees' arm to anybody's arm honestly and have to leave well, okay Are so what, getting... what what does russell do best he's i mean he maybe throws the best deep ball in the league so maybe it's henry ruggs unlocking henry ruggs and using that speed there as like the one guy that has like the the noticeable difference between where he's at now the new tyler lockett yeah. Are you can do that uh, I'll, I'll definitely buy into that yeah that's fun that could be that could be a lot of fun for uh, for henry ruggs and the raiders looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone Luckily, with 24-7, U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. You see this? A family watching baseball on DirecTV with no satellite dish in sight. Let's heckle them. You call that changing the channel? Choke up on the remote, buddy. I hope getting all these games on DirecTV makes up for your mother not pre-chewing your sunflower seeds. DirecTV has the most MLB games. Visit DirecTV.com. Claim based on total games offered on national and regional sports networks with choice package or higher. Availability of RSNs varies by zip code and package. High-speed internet service required. Terms and restrictions apply. 
why. Drew Brees, this is this is kind of I, I hadn't planned about talking about this at all, but like, are we in like a Brett Favre situation? Brett Favre from those last days be. in Green Bay. <laughs> like, what what's going on here? Right, they, that, that story got out there fast. That he was. I mean, that was that was the Monday after they lost to Tampa. That, that was out there. That he's retiring. I mean, even even wasn't it even out there going into that game that if they it lose, was it was uh, Jake Laser broke it on the yeah. show, and I even I only know because I jokingly tweeted say Drew Brees was just found out he was retiring from Jake Laser. <laughs> I think you're. I think you were right. I think that's not a joke in hindsight. That's what I'm saying. It's like you know you're looking at it, and it's you know Jake Laser broke the news, and is it is was it really true, or is it just like he's leaning that way? I mean, everything since then has been like speculation. Like, oh yeah, he's done, and the answer talking about bringing back Winston, seeing what they have in Hill, and maybe combining somebody with Hill. Or the, but then you get this report, and even including his own agent, you know, tweeting like cryptically and stuff like, I don't know what he's doing out here. <laughs> like, kind of, like that's not reti- – anybody in February running right. with a sled is just – you're playing next year. That's like, not that's my not, retirement plan, I'll tell you that yeah. much. <laughs> like even if you're trying to stay in shape when you're retired, there's a lot of ways to work out with not doing what Drew Brees was doing. So Right, like a Peloton think, or something, right? <laughs> oh, well, that's what J.J. Watt's doing right now. Watt's see that? Yeah, J.J. Watt's teasing his next destination, Peloton. Changed his account <laughs> name and he has three teams – Listed two thousand or Super Bowl Ooh. fifty six and listed three teams. What are they? I didn't see that. Green Bay Cleveland. and I don't know. What, what, yeah, Green, Green Bay, Cleveland, and Buffalo. Wow. Yeah, I can see that. Buffalo yeah. would be good for. So him. That, get ready for Drew Brees. We should we should look for a for a Drew Brees account on Peloton. <laughs> oh no! I just started retweeting. I don't know if you guys saw Clue Haywood back in two thousand nineteen when he was Major tweeting League. like nonstop Peloton account things. He's like, in the mornings after my housekeeper meticulously makes my oh bed. My I like God, to ride my was... Peloton in the window of my high rise and literally look down on the nose of people. <laughs> that is one of the best threads that has ever existed on Twitter. That thing was so damn funny. Every That's single so one true. was good to even like right like even though you knew what the 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 style of tweet was coming, it was still hilarious to read one after the other after the other. And so maybe that's what J.J. Watt's doing. He's sitting up in some, you know, some like the most badass high rise condo in Houston and just riding away on his bike and thinking about going to Cleveland or Green Bay or Buffalo. The guy likes the cold weather, I guess. Do we need to go back? So. Do we know that he does he live in Houston in the off season? Has he always done that? I have no idea. I have no idea either. He's a Wisconsin guy through and through. Born and raised. University of. Yeah. So, but I feel like. I mean, I love Milwaukee. I think it's one of the most underrated cities in America. I actually think it's the most underrated city in America. But I don't know. If you're J.J. Watt, are you going to live in Milwaukee year-round? I mean, it's J.J. Watt. He doesn't have to live in Milwaukee. <laughs> right? That's what I always say about these athletes. Like, if I, if I were an athlete, I would never, ever, ever, unless it was like the end of my career, swan song, want to play in my hometown. If I want to have an amazing house in my hometown to live in in the off season. I've got the money to do that. I don't want the pressure, the hangers on of playing in my hometown also. Well, look at Brad Ziegler. He used to do shows with us. He didn't, he didn't keep moving cities, but temporarily, like he found places to be there, but that wasn't like his home home when he was switching a bunch of teams. Otherwise he would have had almost a new team for the past, <laughs> what the last five years of his career, basically. Yeah. Are you saying yeah. you don't want a bunch of squatter friends in your house while you're gone out of town on road trips and things like that and yeah, having their hand saying, out? Like you can like you've got all the money in the world effectively. If you want to, you know, if I was a professional athlete and I wanted to have some awesome home on Lake Michigan in Chicago, That's I could what do David that Wright and did. still be playing professionally in 
you know, wherever my team is. Yeah, David Wright playing baseball, mind you, 162. David Wright had a place in California and a place in New York. And when he retired, he just set up shop in California now. But he's from where you're from. Yeah. Well, that's what I'm saying. But he had a place in New York because he's playing for the Mets, but he also had a place in California. I would have then... thrown like a, a like a really nice condo in either Denver or Chicago, somewhere in the middle of the country. So you could kind of, you know, you, <laughs> you had a short flight whenever you needed it. And, you know, yeah. just pick your residence. And... <laughs> uh, you know, he's got a short flight whenever he needs it now from uh, his new city uh, where he's playing. It's Carson Wentz. Now that he's in Indianapolis, also in the middle of the country, not as many direct flight options as you get if you're in Chicago, but still, it's a short flight. If Carson Wentz is going somewhere from the bye week, he's got a quick way to go from Indy to wherever he might want to go. Uh, yeah, that airport, Wentz, guess, <laughs> that airport sucks. That airport sucks? You know yes. what? I don't think I've ever been in that airport now that I'm stopping not. and thinking about it. I don't think yeah, I've ever been in that airport. It's the combine, so I've flown out of there a couple times, and both times have been delayed every single time. <laughs> But that's so just, twice, that's both times. Sealy luck more than it is Indianapolis Airport. <laughs> I mean, that's possibly true, but it's just, yeah, it's, I've never had a good experience out there. <laughs> uh, well, you know, is, is, is Carson Wentz going to have a good experience in Indianapolis uh, this season and in the yes. seasons to come? We didn't really get to talk about it last week. We just sort of glossed over it, and we talked about Matthew Stafford and Jared Goff a couple of weeks ago uh, when that trade went down, but we haven't addressed Carson Wentz here. So, Jake, you say yes, this is going to be a good landing spot for him and for everyone involved? I believe a hundred percent it is, and I'm pulling it up right now to see if I can find which I did it. I'm I'm looking for which site I did it on. I believe it was Bet MGM. Let's double check. Uh, no, that was my Jaguars bet. I did the Jaguars for plus ten thousand. I put twenty bucks on the Jaguars next year in case Trevor Lawrence pulls a uh, Ben Roethlisberger. But the yeah. other one I can't find it. But the other one was the Indianapolis Colts right after the Super Bowl because I thought that there was a realistic landing spot for Carson Wentz. And I said, if Carson Wentz goes there and Carson Wentz versus Phillip Rivers and Phillip Rivers, what he was last year, two years ago, everybody was Carson Wentz, next top five quarterback, Uh, Philadelphia Eagles, one of the best teams in the league. Howie Roseman's a genius because he has everybody Mm -hmm. under contract. and He's one of the best GMs and Doug Peterson. Everybody was lauding up and down this roster team, front office, everything. And then two years later, one really terrible season for Wentz. All of a sudden, everybody sucks. People are fired. Wentz is off the team. They put their own gun to their head by creating that whole situation with Hurts at the end of the season. But if Wentz gets back to even close to what he was two years ago, let's say 80%, that's Philip Rivers, if not better than what Philip Rivers just was. And this Indianapolis Colts team is already a contender. And all, you know, what the draft, a couple free agent plug in holes here and there. And you got one slip up from the Chiefs, similar to what we saw in the Super Bowl. And you're telling me the Colts can't make the Super Bowl with that roster now that they have Jonathan Taylor and everything that they have? You Mm -hmm. fill in the wide receiver hole. That's the big one. They probably need to figure something out there, free agency-wise. Maybe bring back T.Y. Hilton to play with Carson Wentz. But find a tight end, find a wide receiver. Their defense is already pretty good. Plug in another hole or two there. And Carson Wentz, yeah, Carson Wentz can get right back to being a QB1 in fantasy and a top 12 QB1 in real life, too. Completely. Hey, Funston, have you yeah. uh, by any chance seen the uh, seen the uh, future, the Super Bowl futures odds right now that we've got rolling on BetMGM? No, I have not on the Colts. What what are they? Yeah, give me give me give me a guess. Where do you think the Colts? Not not the odds guess, but what what like you know the Chiefs have the best odds, the Packers have the second okay. best odds. Where do you think the Colts fall, fall in that line? Um, I will say, I will say ninth. Damn, nailed it. Yeah, is it ninth? Plus, Plus two thousand on BetMGM right now. See, Where'd you get and them you at, know, Jake, before you, the trade? You know, you know what I got them after the Super Bowl? 
What's that? Plus 3,000. There you go. Well, there you go. They were the way to buy low. They are yeah, they are they are ninth. Chiefs are first, uh, plus 550, Packers plus 900, Bucks plus 1000, Ravens plus 12. Uh, the Bills are also plus 12, the Rams are also plus 12, and we dropped to the 49ers. A lot of belief in them maybe making a quarterback upgrade. They're plus 1400, and they're in the news a little bit talking about looking into Teddy Bridgewater. Not sure that would be for sure an upgrade over Jimmy Garoppolo, but we can talk about that another time. Saints at plus 1800, and then you've got the Colts checking in at plus 2000, just in front of the plus 2200 Seattle Seahawks. I was going to so, ask you about my Seahawks. Yeah. But it's funny. Good about the Colts? <laughs> Two years ago, before right before Andrew Luck retired, that was my Super Bowl pick for that season was the Colts. And uh, I think they've been they've had this window where they're they're well prepared. Their defense, you know, is is getting better. Um, yeah, an upgrade at quarterback. And, you know, they have they have a little bit more salary cap room than most teams. Uh, you add a couple things in the draft and I think they could be right there. I like I like Jake throwing some money down on them. I think it's a good call. Um is is Wentz an upgrade over 2020 Philip Rivers? I think he yeah. is. I mean, think about it. I mean, the Philadelphia Eagles, and I think Wentz got sacked 50 times. There you go. I left yeah. that 50 you, times. That like, point. I think 56 overall for the, the team compared to 21 for Philip Rivers. Uh, you know, the statue that he is only getting sacked 21 times. Uh, it's just a, it's just a, a more conducive environment. I think we'll see. You know, I think we'll see Wentz be rehabbed there in, in, you know, in a much better environment here with a guy that he's very comfortable with who got the best out of him when they were back together a couple of years ago. So I, I'm I'm bullish about the move. Are we excited about like everyone in Indy with that move? Like no matter who, like uh, Michael Pittman, are we excited about him already? Anyone who comes in, are we excited about that player automatically? Really excited about Mo, Mo Ali Cox. I'm all in on Mo Ali. No, they need a tight end replacement. They throw your boy Janu over there, Brandon. Oh, they, yeah. I think stop screwing around with the Doyle and the Cox and the um, Trey Burton and just all the mess that they've had at tight end. Figure something. Like I think Hunter Henry would be great if he can get out if he doesn't get franchised. I think that'd be amazing, sure. Hunter. And then by bringing in Hunter Henry with Pittman taking a step forward, Campbell in the slot. Now you don't necessarily need to go and hope that Galladay, Godwin, Allen Robinson, one of them makes it out of their team or have to do a sign-and-trade with one of those teams. Now you could just bring by, bring back T.Y. Hilton and then have that with Hunter Henry. So I think that, yeah, I would be excited about a lot of the pieces there. And, you know, even so, as you look at also Jonathan Taylor might even get a little bit better passing yeah. in the backfield because Philip Rivers is actually similar to Carson Wentz hitting the running backs, but Wentz gets him a little bit more in the flow of things. Rivers is more it, – it's – People understand what I'm saying. You get more of like the running back has to do it after the catch because it's more of a check down. Wentz will get a little bit more in the flow of like running some arrow routes and stuff like that. You know, I was just going to throw in there like if if we can get 16 games out of Paris Campbell with with Pittman and they bring back Hilton, that's a good enough receiving core right there. We just, you know, what are we getting like six games out of Paris Campbell? I mean, we need to get a we need to get a season out of this guy because I think he's legitimately talented. But, um, you know, we got to see it for a year. If one of those receivers hits the market, Godwin, don't think it's going to happen. Robinson, really don't think it's going to happen. Um, uh, Galladay, maybe a little bit more likely. Will Fuller, maybe more likely, especially if Deshaun Watson's gone. If one of those guys is out there, is it like uh, uh, Chris Ballard shows up at that guy's doorstep with a checkbook and says, just fill it out yourself and he we'll should. see you at training yeah. camp? <laughs> he should just be walking around. And honestly, you talk about a team, like again, that's the team that instead of sitting there at the end of the first round, you know, maybe it doesn't have to be a first round. It could be a second round. Apparently, there's some rumors with Galladay, but throw maybe two seconds instead of throwing a first round or a second and a third and make a sign and trade for one of them. Mm-hmm. That's a team that should be heavily invested in doing that, especially after bringing in Carson Wentz. 
man, it's going to be, that could be, that could be a really fun team. And like last year, like they weren't, especially when Jonathan Taylor was, you know, stuck in the sort of depth chart mud in the beginning of the season, they were a good team, but they weren't really that fun of a fantasy team. Right. But that's a team that could really unlock from a fantasy perspective. If things go the way that they seem to be pointed in the direction of going. You mean yeah, having you to- their <laughs> roster too? They, oh, sorry. I was just gonna say they they have very few free agents, um, and again, most of them happen to be on defense. So you know, I understand people are like, ah, oh, draft picks. This is a team that doesn't need their draft picks as much as most teams for a contender. You know, you go out there again. You're just gonna need more draft picks. You just gave up some with Carson Wentz, but if you brought in one wide receivers. That'd be a hell of a lot more where you could just go. There are options on free agency to hit that secondary, which is what they really need because Hook, Hooker and um, Xavier Rhodes are the free agents. So there are options out there where they can just hit with free agency and fill that hole a different way. Uh, yeah, I was just, you know, I was just trying to remind Jacob how much fun it was to rank the receivers with Zach Pascal often being his number one guy in that group. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, just those touchdowns. Yeah. Yeah, but you, you know talk about another cooked arm, Phil Rivers yeah. chucking it out there last year. You do Carson Wentz yeah. is still Carson Wentz is not dead. Gosh, it's just one bad year. Like I'm gonna, ha- I'll tell you right now, I'm gonna have a ton of Carson Wentz next year in fantasy yeah. as my second quarterback. But I'll have a ton of them. I think I he, like Carson Wentz is a great already. guy. Oh, sorry. I'm just gonna say really no, quickly, ahead, Wentz is a great quarterback to take paired with that. You know, the Justin Fields or you know Trevor Lawrence or someone where you know if you drafted the rookie quarterback on the upside, you got you know Carson Wentz is a nice fallback option between the two of them. You were likely yeah. to hit. Are people gonna fall in love with him in the summer though? Like, is he a guy who's gonna have his draft stock just rise immeasurably when not immeasurably but immensely when? people just let 2020 go and look at what his reality of 2021 is? I think so. I don't think so. I think so. Really? Yeah, because I think you're going to get a lot of the narrative about him being back with Frank Reich and how well he's looked and just getting out of that environment. And, you know, that's going to be the easy story to write. I think it's going to be written a lot. And as long as he has, you know, good film on tape, you know, in the summertime, then I think people are going to run with that. See, I don't, I don't disagree that you'll have that. I just don't think he gets back anywhere near being drafted as a QB one because everybody's in front of him. I mean, you're going to have Hertz in front of him now because you know people want to put him inside top ten, including myself. I will put him inside the top ten. But Herbert's second season, Burrow's second season, Lawrence being drafted, Stafford now with the Rams. I just think there's going to be so many names before you even get to him that Carson Wentz is might be lucky to get inside the top fifteen just because of who's in front of him, not so much because of. People buying into that he should rebound. I believe people will buy into that, but I just don't think he's going to get back to the top 15 just because of who he has to kick aside. to get. Well, there. I'm more saying like if he starts out 19, that he ends up 15 or 14 when it's all said. I'm not saying even so gonna... still QB 14 or 15. You're taking in the 12th, 13th round. Yeah. Well, I'm saying that's possible. I, I, I do believe that's definitely possible. Yeah, I could see him being a riser. And don't forget about Russell Wilson paired with Allen Robinson in <laughs> Chicago and how, how high he's at. People are going to be wanting to. I already forgot about him it. In too, too late. It's already been forgotten. <laughs> hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. 
Go to your happy price, price line. Hey, you know what it was another fun uh, situation to rank at the wide receiver position? It was Pittsburgh. Remember that? Remember that every week? Juju and <laughs> Chase Claypool and Deontay Johnson and what's happening with those guys and who's, who's one and who's two and who's three with those guys? Well, you well, knew who was always one for me. I know, and you know who was uh, one for them was Ben Roethlisberger, and Ben Roethlisberger's back. So what are we looking at in Pittsburgh this season? I mean, uh, like, with everything that's going on with Ben, with all the money that that team's going to have to sink into him again this year, and what, he's 38, 39? He turns 39 this season, right? This is his age 39 year. Like, is that a team? Is that like a, is that the Brett Favre situation this year? Is that the team that's sort of cornered into holding on to a guy one year too long? Uh, well, that's where I would say it's not like Brett Favre because Brett Favre was, he was doing his own thing and he was like, is he going to retire? Is he not going to retire? And he kind of, I guess it's some similarities, but I think what you kind of said is more of they're, they're stuck is because their own, Hey, let's just try it. They, they pulled the giants for a while is remember the giants with like Kyle Laletta and all those other mid round, third, fourth, fifth round picks. And they're like, Hey, maybe we find the new replacement for Eli Manning. And that's kind of what the Steelers have been trying to do is like, oh, we'll draft this guy. We'll draft Dobbs. We'll draft Mason Rudolph. And maybe we'll find somebody to replace Ben Roethlisberger. But they don't have the answer because it's been those kind of guys. And now you go into this year's draft and they're not getting anybody with their pick at this draft to replace Ben Roethlisberger, especially immediately. So, you know, maybe you can hope that Trask falls to them. But just again, you don't want Trask to start this year. Very similar to Phil Rivers, by the way, with how he throws. But you look at all this, and yeah, they. I think that that's why you're hearing the rumors of the restructuring his contract. It was part as he wants to still keep playing, but also this team's kind of like, yeah, Ben Roethlisberger kind of sucks at this point, but he still might be better than our alternative. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I mean, this is. I think they're just stuck in a. Uh, like like Jake said, really, it's uh, you know, it's there's no alternative. So we'll go with another year of Ben. But you know, Art Rooney saying that you know he, Roethlisberger is as strong as ever is a joke. You know, you could watch him last year and <laughs> and he had a really hard time pushing the ball downfield like he used to. And I think he kind of forced himself to do it towards the end. But I, you know, there was a lot of talk about was he not throwing it because he didn't want to get hit or is it just because he was incapable of it. Um, but you have those three wide receivers. You throw for 33 touchdowns, but you threw for 6.3 yards per attempt, which was by far your lowest of your career. So, uh, you know, I think Father Time is definitely hitting him. It's just that there's no alternative at the moment for Pittsburgh. So if he can take a, you know, a lesser deal, they did win their division. Um, you know, I guess they can still do it. It's not happening this year. Yeah. I mean, maybe they, maybe they can, you know, upgrade dramatically at the running back position. They can, pivot a little bit more to a run heavy team but uh, with those talents at wide receiver you want to get those guys involved so uh, it's kind of a rough spot I wouldn't love to be a Pittsburgh fan right now thinking about the immediate future they've got the Pirates and they're like 57 and a half win over under at least (laughs) Uh, (laughs) um, uh, let's say Juju's gone let's say let's assume Juju's gone which I it feels like it uh, it could be headed in that direction Um, do we still feel good bad neutral about Claypool and Deontay Johnson with Ben Roethlisberger back. I feel good. Go ahead, Brendan. Yeah, I was just going to say, I mean, those two are so different, you know, and like, you know, Deontay, I don't think the volume, they're going to bring somebody else in, so just be a a third guy, or I don't know, what's James Washington's situation? I haven't even checked. He's still a a member of the Steelers, right? Like, um, 
like I, I think Deontay, you know, with he's got to be coming up on something, doesn't he? Maybe next year. But I mean, if he's still next there, year. it's like it's just like Deontay should continue to just be uh, a volume heavy guy because you know talking about Ben Roethlisberger's arm, it's kind of his wheelhouse, just kind of short and intermediate, which you know is more Deontay than the other two. But um, I know I don't think Jake's love for Deontay is going to go away. We'll see what it means for oh, hell no. We'll see what it means for Claypool, but. It's just yeah, no, I'm, uh, Claypool and so I actually believe that Juju is gone because of their structure, their cap situation, and you know if they bring back Juju, I just don't look. If I'm running the Steelers, and that's why I say it, if I'm running the Steelers, obviously you start with Ben Roethlisberger restructuring, but you start with mm-hmm. that because they've got issues to begin with. Like this is a contending team, but it's not just a wide receiver. Like you throw out last year's team back on the field, it still needs help, and it needs help because. You have two offensive linemen headed to free agency. Actually, I think there might be three, but they need offensive that's line two. help. That was oh, yeah. well, uh, and Pouncey who retired. Mm, yeah. yeah, that's right. See, so yeah. you need to address the offensive line big time. Like they should be one of the ones that are going out in free agency for one of the top offensive linemen and trying to hope that somebody doesn't get franchised or somebody makes it out there. Uh, what's his face? The guard from the Patriots because the Patriots never pay anybody. Um, but you, you look at that. Their their defense needs help. We know that. But the so free what, agent. Yeah, so that's why it's like Juju Smith-Schuster doesn't make sense for what their – like Juju Smith-Schuster being back on this team doesn't change what their issue is. So let him walk, restructure Roethlisberger, and bring in help at other pieces to go to what you're saying, Brandon. Deontay, as I've mentioned many times before, is a top 10 wide receiver in his healthy games. That's the issue is he needs to stay healthy. You understand that. But Claypool's a big play, and then whether it's Washington, whether – you know, Adam Humphreys got cut. Right? Maybe he's just bring him in and to replace a cheaper version of Juju Smith-Schuster at the slot because yeah, Ben Roethlisberger work. throws so many checkdowns these days. So I think that's more the answer than anything, which makes me confident in that Claypool next year could have a breakout, even though Ben Roethlisberger's arm is cooked. Joe Thune, who you're talking about from New England. He's yes, the thank there. you. Yeah. And don't forget, James Conner's gone too. So, you know, I like Anthony McFarlane. You guys know that. I said he was the backup plan this year, and there were some spurts, but, you know, Benny Snell too, but... Whether or not they address that is another issue as well. There's just a lot of issues on this team where bringing back Juju for the contract that he's going to want just does not make sense, in my opinion. And it looks like they do have James Washington for 2021 on the final year of yeah. a four-year contract. Oh, don't, yeah, I, I knew I was 100%. James Washington is my boy. I, was, I knew I was 100% right. <laughs> Fourth-year breakout. Could be following yeah. Corey Davis. Hey, Corey yeah. Davis and Devontae Parker. Well, Devontae Parker was fifth year. Yeah. <laughs> the, uh, the, we just got to find someone now who can carry the, um, the, the college teammate mantle that never pans out, right? I mean, that's, oh, yeah, that's, that, James that's true. Yeah, because there's Mason Rudolph and James Washington. <laughs> yeah. Or I thought you were going to say you got to find out my favorite buried rookie wide receiver this year, and then if you know in 2025 he's going to break out. <laughs> You're talking about who's gonna, who it's going to be this year? Yeah, no, no, I'm saying, yeah, find out one of my favorite wide receivers who gets buried. And so you got to wait the three or four years. And so I find out. I can't wait to see who that's going to be. I just can't <laughs> wait. It's, it's, it's worked out so well in these recent years. Um, the, 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 I mean, I think the Steelers are, are running third in this division going into this season. I yeah. think that, I, think right, I mean, Cleveland and Baltimore are both in, I think, comfortably better position and just better teams I mean, better teams I think they were both I mean Cleveland beat them in the playoffs I think they were both better teams this year and they're just in better position also going into the 2021 season and actually that's that's how I want to wrap up this uh this episode of the athletic fantasy football podcast is taking a look at some of those things so we we're talking about uh about some early futures a little bit earlier with looking at the Colts um anything jumping out at us in addition 
to the Colts in terms of, I mean, it could be AFC betting, it could be NFC betting, it could be Super Bowl betting. I mean, we have we have just those available to us right now on BetMGM. Is anything on your guys' minds right now? Either one I of you want to take I, I what, what, what were the Rams' odds? For the Super Bowl yeah. or for the NFC? Either either one. I'm just curious where they were in the hierarchy when you asked me about the Colts. I said they were ninth. Uh, where the Rams were ahead yeah, of them. For the yeah, for the NFC, they're plus 600. They've got the third best odds to win the NFC. And then for the Super Bowl, they're plus 1,200, which has them tied for the fourth highest with Baltimore and Buffalo. If they can keep that defense intact, the Rams are my favorite team in the NFC. Uh, with you know Cam Akers is a legit, fully featured, uh, you know every down running back. Matt Stafford's an upgrade. Uh, I think that team was, you know, that was a Jared Goff situation away from being a lot better this year. And they got better at that position. So, to me, the Rams are the team in the NFC, in my mind. Assuming they keep that yeah, defense uh, together. I, I don't mind that. Uh, it, I told you two of my three already. And so, I'm going to go with, like, again, the Jaguars are ludicrous. I mean, it's a $20 bet. But, you know, again, plus 10000 I'm going off the fact that look at all the talent up and down that roster. It's all young. Yeah, sure. But Roethlisberger did it. Like, stranger things have happened. So, you know, that might be more fun to look bucks. at as like when we get when we get division odds. That might be like like an AFC South. Like that wouldn't be out of the realm of out of the realm. Of right? Yeah, Car- like Carson, Carson Wentz, Wentz really hurt. does sucks. Yeah, yeah. Carson Wentz just Deshaun sucks, Watson right? gets but traded. Houston, well, not yeah, that not that Houston with Watson's going to be that big of a yeah. Derrick Henry gets hurt in week two. Derrick Henry you know, gets hurt, or you know the Ryan Tannehill. Pumpkin finally goes like midnight five injuries to make this happen. (laughs) (laughs) But no, so I told you I I, I was in on the Colts. I was in on the Jaguars. Same division, interestingly enough. But I'll tell you, you're going to love it, Beller. The one other team I threw out there was I put some on the Bears because if they do answer the quarterback position, because again, if Watson happens, so I thought Wentz would be either the Colts or the Bears. I was right. I got one, you know, it was 50-50. I mean, those were my two teams, and I went with, hey, Wentz ends up on either one of those teams, and they become a lot more interesting, especially if they franchise and bring back Allen Robinson. We already know the Bears are decent and contenders, and we saw two years ago that Aaron Rodgers is no guarantee to not have his hiccup in his own season. He just had an MVP season, but two years ago, it was like, what's wrong with Aaron Rodgers? He made a lot of the mistakes himself. So, you tell me Watson's on the Bears? At plus five thousand, that's going to drop to what plus two thousand. That's going to be a huge game changer right there. So, if nothing else, I also thought of it from some ways that way. Uh, you know, I don't know. Uh, MGM has the cash outs, but you can get some of those sites that'll let you even sell off your 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 early bets and something like that, and you can just make your money back and be like, all right, I already sold out. You guys can call me in Homer all you want, but there—I mean—there is a buying opportunity with the Bears at plus five thousand right now. They've gone eight and eight the last two years with horrible quarterback play. Think of how bad the Bears' quarterback play has been in twenty nineteen and twenty twenty, and they managed to go eight and eight both of those seasons. So uh, you give them—you give them even even a Ryan Fitzpatrick. The Bears are not going to win the Super Bowl or the NFC with Ryan Fitzpatrick, but I'm just saying it would be a clear and obvious upgrade at quarterback from what they've had the last two years. If they really do hit a home run and get Deshaun Watson or get Russell Wilson or something like that, I mean, you could be that—that that is a—that is a bigger than Colts level sort of jump, I think, from the Bears. So that's one—that's one that has me very interested. I wish. I'm I'm very surprised to see the 49ers sitting at plus 1400 to win the Super Bowl. I got to see what I they wish are you could bet the other way. Like I would bet like that's too good of odds. Like I want to bet you want to short you the know, 49ers. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah that's why I, I want to play it like a stock. I want to short the 49ers. Like that's just crazy to me. 
Yeah, that, I mean, that is way too high. That, like, assumes that they are getting Deshaun Watson. Right. If they don't get a quarterback, there's no – that's a stupid number. If, they're, if they don't – if they are out there with Jimmy Garoppolo next season, that's that's ridiculous. Yeah, because I don't, th- I don't think that they're as good as they were with Jimmy Garoppolo when they went to the Super Bowl. That's, you know, that this team's had some decent amount of changes, and uh, they lost their defensive coordinator, who I think was, you know, kind of a stud as well. So A little bit of a yeah, – had, had something to say with how good that defense was, yeah. I would say. Um, yeah, that's one, that's one, you'll, you'll have to wait, Jake, until, uh, they're, you know, the win over unders are released. Cause you would think that, right? Like plus 1400, like even if, even if they're baking in some sort of expected quarterback movement for the 49ers, it's not like they're suddenly going to fall to a plus 3000 or plus 3500 team if they don't do anything and they are starting Jimmy Garoppolo this year. So well, and also the problem is the headwind of the NFC West where three of the teams yeah. are in the top 10 and that didn't even include Arizona who's an up and coming team. I'll right, tell right. you like, well then Russell I, I Wilson's going to be gone but you know maybe <laughs> the Seahawks are still somehow in there a little bit but oh. I, that'll be like an if if they're, they're that'll be like an eight and a half win yeah. total. For yeah. the 49 I gotta tell you, like I would love to do that because Chris Meany and I, when we did two years ago, we did all thirty-two teams over unders, and we went twenty-one, one and ten. So you hit uh, that's what that is very profitable. You had ten ties, that's two thirds. What? No, ten yeah. losses. Oh, ten, ten losses. Sorry. Yeah, one, so yeah, sorry. Twenty-two, ten and one. Sorry. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, one push, but yeah, that's what about two thirds. That's all, that's almost two thirds right on the nose. You hit on that in Vegas. We're going to get Chris Meany back on. We're doing it again. But yeah, we were really happy about getting. I mean, twenty one right out of thirty two. That's 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 making a living. That was damn good. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that is that is yeah. You are you are professional gamblers at that point. If you're really oh no no no, no. <laughs> uh, I should send you guys. So I'll tell you, Beller. I am on the worst streak in the history of forever. I've been doing parlays uh, and only like five. It's four a good or way five. to get on a bad streak. <laughs> well, so no, but it's only four or five, and I'm doing a lot on the bet MGM where you can bet down to like so if somebody's over under is twenty seven point five, you know, I'll say twenty five points. Like I'll take the lesser payback to get the better likelihood of it. so I've been texting Meanie every single day. I've been missing my parlays by one. This is now yesterday, not kidding you, the sixth straight day I've missed by one. Here's the capper. He goes, this is the worst one ever. You ready for this, Beller? You ready for this? I'm ready. I'm ready. I had a, t- had a $10 free bet, so I did a 10-way, one-game parlay just for the hell of it because it was a $10 free bet. But I did the Bucks and the Clippers. I hit Giannis points, Giannis boards, Giannis assists, Kawhi points, Kawhi underboards, George underboards, Lopez boards, Lopez points, Middleton under assists, nine straight correct. The over-under for the game was 233. I pushed it down to 223, and that's what missed because they didn't even get the 223 combined points. Oh, ouch. <laughs> it's always the 10th leg that screws you in a what was it? What was, it, what was that at? <laughs> Plus what for the payoff? Uh, I was I mean, say, it was 15,000? No, no, no. It's because a lot of those were, I told you, a lot of those were pushed down. So there's uh, a lot of like, uh, all, it's uh, all uh, line so parlay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, so like like I said, in bet MGM, a lot of times, especially if you do the one game stuff, you can push it down. So you, a lot, well, a lot of, of places don't let you do the same game parlays. Which no, mm-hmm. that's why that's what I, I I actually that's what I do a lot of on bet MGM. I'm gonna go back to it real quick. I think it still tells you the odds. Hold on one second. Yeah, it should I'll, it should still be in your here. My, I'm going to my settled. Oh, by the way, the one I missed yesterday too. I did a late one too, and freaking Russell Westbrook missed his over assist by one bastard. Mm. Um, <laughs> I understand why people get so pissed off about betting now. Like I've never understood it until recently. So there you go. It was it's a unique plus, type of frustration. Yeah, it was plus fourteen hundred. 
Okay, yeah. So those were pushed. Considerably. Yeah. So like, yeah, I did a. I mean, if you take like the uh, the Giannis assists was four point five. I think the normal would have been. I think it was like six point five. So you're talking about a lot of mm-hmm. minus three hundred lines combined yeah. to get to the fourteen hundred. You were a sports book's best friend with that sort of bet, my friend. It was a ten dollar free bet. <laughs> <laughs> I'm also a sports book best friend. That's as I will much say. as they want. Just give us all the push down those lines. <laughs> we will take any sort of minus three hundred seven leg parlay. <laughs> ten. Ten leg. Don't ever do yeah. a ten leg parlay. <laughs> yeah. Do a nine do all... nine leg, but not ten. Yeah, do nine. Yeah, always, <laughs> you know what though? You do a nine leg and it's always the ninth one that screws you. Do an eight That's leg true. and it's the eighth one that screws yeah. you. No, the one the one that started this, Beller, <laughs> the one that started this streak was I did a five. That's all I do. I usually do only four and five. The fifth one that gets you. No, and the one that missed is I pushed LeBron James down to 25 points, not even his 28 and a half, and he scored 23 that night. LeBron freaking James <laughs> with no Anthony with no Davis Anthony scoring Davis. 23 points. And maybe no Dennis Schroeder. Oh, I can't remember. Or what, When was this? Was it a little while ago? It was five or six days ago when this whole madness started. Yeah, Schroeder might have been out it's too. Anthony Davis injury is just killing me in both of my fantasy leagues. But now we are on like <laughs> uh, we are we are a, a divergence of a divergence of a divergence. So I'm going to call it a show right Please there do. on the Athletic Fantasy Football Podcast. Thanks so much for listening to <laughs> us here talk about quarterbacks and a whole lot of other stuff. We have a listener survey happening at the Athletic right now. Whether you listen to this show as your only show or a bunch of our podcasts, there's a link. In the show notes, whether you're listening on our athletic app or on iTunes, Spotify, whatever. So please, if you have the time, go ahead, click on that link, take the survey. We would greatly appreciate it. The three of us will be back with you next week talking some more fantasy football. Until then, Jake and Brandon, I am Michael Beller. Thanks for listening. We'll talk to you soon.